good evening out there. It's um, twenty second six. <laughs> yeah, on December second. It's a Monday. Feels like a Monday. I got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> One of my coworkers was talking about the show that they went to. It was an open mic. And they went to playing some music. Oh. And I guess it was sort of a free-for-all because there was somebody up there doing some sort of kind of poetry reading. Oh. And uh, he said it was kind of like... Uh, he, my co-worker told me that the... I asked, what what was it about? And he said it was about a, a, a tough... A, somebody's tough life and a trip... A hitchhiking trip down to California and I said was the person's life tough or was the hitchhiking trip tough he's like you know not real clear on that part oh boy <laughs> uh, but I guess there was some guy that was playing yeah exactly <laughs> there was some guy that was playing a harmonica or I'm not sure if it was a harmonica or a comb with a piece of wax paper in it and he's like look I can show anybody how to do it and he just said, I just had it right, and it wasn't moving, and he's like, look, no hands. <laughs> was it just the same person? No, it was somebody oh. different. Hmm. Yeah, it was a variety show. Variety show, indeed. Yeah. Holy thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <sighs> um. Not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> but I can tie it into that. Oh, how? Some of those people oh. uh. might want to take... A good hard look in the mirror and ask themselves, what am I doing? What, what are we doing here? What am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? Yeah. These are great questions to ask yourself. And we've talked about this before. Mm hmm And we've been doing this recently. I think we do it a lot. <laughs> mm hmm <laughs> What are we doing? Careful setting things down. Right, right. Yeah. Sorry about the bumps. Um Yeah. Because we went to a Pioneer event. The magic, first... Magic together. Oh, Magic, yeah. yeah. Pioneer event. It was the first ever that Mox has done. Right, yeah. And they had a full 50 people. I think that was the max. What? It was really popular. What do you mean it, the max? I think they had a limited amount of people that they were allowing in the event. Oh, I when see. When I signed up, I recall vaguely there being 50 people being the cat. I see. Um, we signed up, I don't know, weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Yeah, it was a it was ago. a while ago, at um, least two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, kind of when we weren't feeling standard, and we were curious to see what Pioneer was like. So we were really excited. I mean, fairly excited. Yeah, given I don't know our if I'd collection. say really. I'd say we were fairly excited. Like, oh hey, it's a non-rotating format, neat. Because yeah. we were totally over standard. I mean, a hundred percent done. Yeah, we weren't going to F and M. No. Uh, or hadn't been for a few weeks at that point. The, and... the Field of the Dead decks kind of mm -hmm. started that downward spiral, and then Oko certainly did not help any things. And apparently Standard's in a better spot now, but we were over it before the the damage was done. We, we'd had enough. Yeah, and we had been playing Commander, and then we built Dabble, Pioneer decks, yeah. and we played the Pioneer decks against each other. I don't know, like less than five times. Yeah, yeah. Uh... And we both kind of had the same feeling about it. It was just kind of going through the motions. That's mm -hmm. what it felt like. It was... I'm trying to think of something that it was similar to. It was just kind of... I don't know, it's just like waking up on the wrong side of the bed and you go, Ugh, I know that I have to eat breakfast, mm -hmm. but nothing sounds good to me right now. But if I don't, I know it's going to be a crummy day. Mm -hmm. So, But I, I just got to do this thing. And so we felt like we just kind of had to practice our our decks before we went to the Pioneer Tournament because we're just like, uh, let's do this thing because we want to make sure that we know what we're doing with our deck. Uh. Yeah. It kind of felt like cashiering yeah. after a couple years. Sure. Like, okay, I get this. Um, Any job that you've had, a routine. The... Yeah, like when I started that cashier job at the grocery store in Michigan when we first got to Michigan. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah, it was like, I've done this at Whole Foods. Yeah. I, what, what am I doing? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> but we went to the event because we had paid for it. And right. wanted to play, well, I wanted to play against other decks 
in Pioneer just to see what was out there. I hadn't looked at MTG Goldfish except like that day I saw mm -hmm. that mono black was at the very top of the list. Mm -hmm. um, and my deck was basically my Bant deck. From standard I was before rotation. happy to play, yeah, before yeah. rotation. That was my peak time, my, my peak experience peak playing magic. enjoyment level. Personally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was when I was playing that band deck. And would you say that even those times that you were actually having fun, or was it just, like, I know that you can look back at certain games, and I know that you laughed and had some really fun close like oh this is crazy or even at at mox you had a wild game where you had four prison realms out there <laughs> it was mostly when things like that would happen where just absolute ridiculous variants mm -hmm. would show up in my favor yeah or, or i don't know if that sentence made sense but um like when i could spark double shalai or any number of problematic cards that I had in there. Right, um, right. It just got to be absolutely ridiculous. And so it was It was fun in that regard. But yeah. it... I don't know. It's always been kind of stressful. And I thought that that, for a long time, was just my discomfort with the game itself. Like, I didn't understand the game fully, or there were certain mistakes that I would make, or lines of play were just something I couldn't quite comprehend yet, mm. but I don't know if it was getting arena or just brain smashing games, just games after games after Which games with you. Brain uh arena kind of <laughs> did in effect. Yeah. Um but I got to a point where I felt like, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Especially when I could start making decks mm -hmm. and constructing decks on arena with our limited collection and mm. doing okay. Yeah, winning more than not. Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, I can do that now, and now, like, the other day I played Arena, and I was just sitting there, and I had my hand in my palm, and my head you, turned to the side, and I mean, I you was, had your palm, you're just kind of leaning oh, yeah. on you. Yeah, my head in my palm, mm -hmm. and I was just kind of going through the motions, mm -hmm. like, I was bored. Yeah. And then I left feeling pissed off, and yeah. I told you that. Yeah, and I told you a couple mornings ago, I played a few, I think it was this past Saturday, actually. Might have been, no, I don't know. Maybe it was Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving. I got on and played a few games of Arena, and then I, I logged off after three or four of them, and I said, I usually leave Arena feeling worse than when I started. Yeah, I remember that. And, that was pretty recent. Yeah. And it's true. I just, for whatever reason, magic has lost its magic for us. Yeah. And. It's not like it's a bad game. It's, no, I wouldn't say it's a bad game. I would just say it's not a game for me anymore. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't want to ever play the game, a, a game of it again, and I'm sure I probably will. It's just I don't want to play it anywhere near as much as I, we had been. Yeah, same. It it took up a lot of our time. We invested a lot of time and money and energy into it. Mm -hmm. But I'm okay with, and I left the Pioneer event with this really apparent to me uh i'm okay with leaving magic mm -hmm. behind just which being i done feel with like it. doing and i imagine in the future if i were to play a game i'd get feelings of nostalgia or mm -hmm. just like thinking about magic like, oh, i remember when i did something like this or i oh they reprinted that card i remember when they put it out yeah. oh that's crazy okay <laughs> yeah. yeah but it's definitely time to take a long break yeah i, I feel the same so after the event on, well, it was Saturday, mm -hmm. um, I said to you, I said, you know, some, something to the effect, this is not verbatim, but I'm okay with selling our collection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what we're planning on. Yeah, we're because sure we talked how. about, well, what about just hanging on to it? Because it, do it doesn't cost us anything besides space to keep it. And what if we wanted to come back to the game and we had a bit of a talk about that? And it was basically, well, we have problems with that are inherent to the game of Magic. And those problems aren't going to go away. Mm -hmm. My problem, my personal problem with the game is the variance, the lack of perfect information. And this is something that we talked about in a podcast that got scrapped because we we're going to try and put it on YouTube. It doesn't matter. We're, what we were talking about is how your 
dishonesty is is encouraged in the game. Yeah, and that's the part that I dislike. Yeah, I and somebody like listening to this might go, no, it's not. I'm like, well, it actually is. There are certain things, and you have a perfect example of this with the... Pioneer the, event? Yeah, the yeah. Pioneer event that happened. Yeah, I was playing against somebody with the... Is it Artifacts okay, deck that's yeah. in the meta? Uh -huh. And they cast that Stone Coil Serpent, Serpent I think so. from Throne of Eldraine. Yeah. And I failed to turn the card around, and I was reading it upside down, and I did it pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I read aloud... Okay, protection from monocolored. Mm -hmm. And my opponent didn't say anything at the time. Mm -hmm. And I only had monocolored creatures mm -hmm. on the battlefield. And I was down like five life or something. Mm -hmm. And it had five counters on it. Mm -hmm. And I went to my turn, drew mm -hmm. my card. And it was nothing like a prison realm or anything that I could do mm -hmm. anything with as far as I Yeah. You're like, oh, thought. all my stuff is monocolored. I yeah. can't do anything about that. And so I conceded. And then after... I conceded. My opponent said, "Yeah, it's multicolored, not monocolored." And <laughs> I would like to think that if I were in that situation, I would have corrected my opponent mm -hmm. if I was in that person's shoes. Yeah. But they didn't, and it's like I don't want to be around that. And I can imagine somebody listening to this might go, "Well, that's not their fault. You it's misread not, it. It's not their and it's fault. True. I, I admitted that when I started this whole thing. Right, I right. failed to turn the card around. I should have." Slowed down and read the card. But you you have part of the game is watching what your opponent does mm -hmm. as much as doing your your own things because I had a few instances where they weren't quite as egregious as what you're saying, but where my opponent wasn't being clear with what he was doing. And if I wanted him to clear things up, if I cared way more, I would have said, Okay, what what are you doing there with that opt? Because he would play I was like, Okay, I'm gonna cast end of your turn, I'm gonna go opt. And, I, and he would just then draw that card, if he wanted it, into his hand. He wasn't being clear with, uh, this is going to stay on the top and I'll draw it. He wasn't narrating. He what wasn't he was narrating saying. what he was doing. He just paid the one and then threw opt into the, the graveyard and then drew. Or he was playing a card called Dig Through Time, where it's, I think it's uh, blue, blue, and six with delve. So you, six blue, blue. Yeah, six blue, blue. So you can remove from the game, exile any of the, the colorless cost. And I'm saying that wrong, but you can take cards from your graveyard and exile them instead of paying one. Yeah. So you can do that up to six times. Yeah. 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 And so he wasn't being clear about, he, he just, he was counting six cards, putting them off to the side and, was like, and then doing the whole dig through time thing. And I was like, Oh, I don't know what all these cards are, and you're just assuming that I know everything. You need to be clear over there, guy. And I had asked him multiple times, like, what does that card do? And what do you, what, where, how are you paying for that? To the point where I think he should have picked up on, okay, hey, maybe my opponent doesn't even, and he even yeah. asked me to start out the game. He's like, have you played a lot of Pioneer? I said, no, this is my first game. And outside of you and I, that's true. Yeah, and as you're speaking, I'm I'm thinking, well, yeah, somebody could come in and say, well, you should have asked, you should Absolutely. have taken the cards, you should have looked at the and and them, and I playing devil's advocate for myself here. And if somebody were saying this, yeah. and if I was in, on the other side, I'm like, well, you could have asked them to slow down. You could have said something. You could have called a judge over. Yes. Absolutely. There's there are a number of things that I could have done. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I kind of don't want to do all that. Yeah. If that's what's required for every single game of Magic, mm -hmm. fuck that. <laughs> I mean, with a game where you have perfect information, mm. say chess, for example, the best example I can think of, I don't have to ask, where did you move? There's only one thing that the person can have done, and it's mm -hmm. right there in front of my freaking face. I mean, there's no ambiguity whatsoever. Yeah, and honestly, the nice thing about Arena is... Things are much more clear, yeah, because you do have to pass priority back, right. and whatever cards are revealed, you can see. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah, or like if a cavalier is, well, no, not a cavalier, but if one of the gods are buried, mm -hmm. then you can see that. Yeah, you, you can click, click on, on the, the library. library. Yeah, exactly. Or the cards that have been revealed, like if you play a thought erasure turn two and you see their entire hand, that all those cards stay revealed. Mm -hmm. You don't have to sit there and write them down and do that whole thing. Yeah. And then there was another game. I was up against like Selesnia Life Gain Enchantments. Mm -hmm. And it, 
the first game of this match went on for mm, half an hour, mm -hmm. I think. It was. And it was over half an hour because I think that, yeah, because you guys had 13, you had less <laughs> than 13 minutes left at the end of that game, yeah. and there's a 50-minute round. So it was, and, it was, yeah. And there were three columns to my opponent's life total because he just kept gaining life, and I got to a point where he had these three enchantments where I had to pay X to attack with any of the creatures that I wanted per to. Per enchantment or something? Yeah, and per creature. Oh, okay. So per, yeah, so X was however many enchantments they controlled. Mm -hmm. and, and creatures and i had to pay x per creature that i wanted to attack with so that's why right. i wasn't attacking with and yeah, i was just I trying to build up my walking ballistas to shoot them yeah. and i kept shooting them and then i had all these counters and i'm playing bant nonsense so i had a bunch of lands on the battlefield and all these little mana dorks and everything had a counter on it so when i would add counters with shalai at the end of his turn mm -hmm. i would go around and have to add them all because there were new creatures coming mm -hmm. in different turns so i couldn't just use one die it was just like yeah yeah total headache and i was just thinking oh my gosh this is not something i want to do yeah, ever this is, again this is not fun at the time right. i said this feels like a popper game because it's just so janky yeah this is total standstill and you also had a lira up there that was at oh my gosh, she, she had, had 10 counters on her so that was 15 life and then your shalai had a bunch of counters so you were gaining i think when you he eventually did swing you gained 37 life or something no it was like 25 but okay. still yeah something it ridiculous it doesn't matter anything above your starting life total is ridiculous yeah so we're letting magic go for a, a, a multitude of reasons <laughs> yeah if you have any suggestions on how to sell a collection we're still open to ideas yeah I think one thing to to definitely do that I read it was a Reddit post is keep your expectations realistic. Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. Don't don't think like, well, I spent X dollars, so I'm gonna get X dollars, maybe no. minus ten percent. No, no, I'm you're not. I'm glad we did that little sell order on Card Kingdom just as kind of a test. Uh -huh. I don't know if it's still up there or anything. It is, but it changes with prices. Oh, and yeah, things, that makes so. sense. But we had, like, I don't know, a little over 100 cards on there, mm. and it was over $500. Yeah, but that's probably most of our best ones. Like, a lot of yeah. other things aren't going to be worth much of anything. Maybe so. And that's not including one of the Masterpiece Braskas, because that is one card, the only card that I want to keep. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to be all right to let things go. I think yeah. sometimes people get attached to something, an idea, a hobby, and they go, oh, well, I can't get rid of this yeah. now because like, this it, is me. it means so much to me. Even if they don't do it anymore, someone might ask, like you hear this with older people and they, <laughs> they're going to clean out their grandma's basement and they're like, well, I don't want to get rid of that. I I, I remember with when Aunt Julie brought it over to me, like, oh, no. no so, Grandma, you've never used this blender. I know, I know, and I'm not going to, but I just... I, oh, your Aunt Julie, she she gave it to me, and she was so thoughtful to yeah. do that. It's like, well, who cares? I mean, I get it. It's oh, sentimental. I, I get it as well. It's, it's a memory anchor. Sure. But I feel like meditation has helped me in that regard, because I feel like I don't need things to mm -hmm. help me feel like I'm alive. A person, yeah. <laughs> like, or, yeah or, right. or to, like, show me who I am. I don't need that, because I'm ever-changing. Yeah, and... It's okay to let things go and pull in new things. I mean, we've Definitely. done this. We we one of the first major hobbies, thing, interests, shared goals, whatever you want to call it, for however you want to phrase it, was uh, cycling and our big plan to cycle around the country. And then that we were rock climbing, and we didn't have any large goal with that, but it was this shared thing that we did and mm -hmm. we, you know we bought rock climbing shoes and we were and we reading about the, stuff the and gym bike and there we would boulder together and, and then it was shooting and, and looking into guns and better ways to, i mean we watched many videos on on proper gun handling and how to shoot better and then it was uh fitness fitness in fitness general yeah in and then jujitsu yeah and then our cross-country trip to move to maine mm -hmm. and then uh, magic working out there what working out there yes working, yeah. yeah 
Uh, going to the gym every morning. Right. Or most so mornings. different things have come and gone and we've let them go. And then we've kind of figured out what things do we want to hang on to. Okay, well, we're hanging on to working out. And we don't work out at a gym, but we have a few kettlebells. What, eight, eight of them? Yeah. Seven, six, seven, something like that. Mm. And we're able to do solid workouts with those. Uh, we'll do yoga occasionally. Mm-hmm. So physical upkeep, physical maintenance is something that, that we have kept in us. It, ha- it is, it no longer takes the form of cycling or rock climbing, mm-hmm. but it's taking this current form. Mm-hmm. F- um, physical maintenance in the form of eating well is something that we, we've been doing for a while and we've... It's tr- a very big hobby of mine. Tried <laughs> coming at that from different ways. Like, okay, let's, yeah. let's take this time off of drinking or let's, let's try this out. And or, right. or go vegan or vegetarian. Right, exactly. Um... Or just eat meat. We've tried so many funny diets. The little Remember, little things. Just, was it a whole week we went just eating meat? I think so. <laughs> yeah. Just trying different things out. Yeah. Like that potato I've, diet. I've oh. realized that coffee isn't great for me. And if me I'm gonna too. have some, I think about four ounces yeah. is is about enough for me. Yeah. Like I had some this morning, and I it was I don't know what an eight ounce coffee cup, and I filled the bottom third. That and I just kind of sipped on that yeah. over the course of two. I mean, it was very cold the last half of it. And I was just drinking water and swishing that around my mouth so my teeth don't get all stained up yeah. and gross. I, um, I had half a cup of coffee today, and I had a few sips, and I was just not feeling it. Yeah. It's bad. And so just trying different things out, cutting out different things, um, and, and being okay to, to not stick things out. Like I used to have this idea with reading a book that if I started a book, I had to finish Same. it. It's like, I know I can't, for some reason I hadn't, I didn't have a problem walking out of a movie that I'd paid for yeah. or, or just shutting something off that I was watching on, on online. But with, with a book, it felt like this investment. It's like, well, I've already spent, you know, half an hour reading this mm-hmm. and now I'm realizing I really don't care to read it. I, mm-hmm. I've got to finish it. And then I don't know what it was that finally clicked that I, I thought, no, I don't. There are so many books that I will never read. And spending any more time with this one that I don't want to read doesn't make sense. I may as well go and find something else that I'm interested in or at the, at the very least something else that I realize I don't want to read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and it's a worst case scenario. The benefit of trying new things. I think everybody should try new things that are positive right. for you. Right. Not crazy heroin crack drugs. Shooting meth into your eye. Yep, don't do that. Um, <laughs> but the benefit of trying new things is you realize what you like and what you don't like. Mm-hmm. And then why maybe even you like something or what you don't like about something. And then you can kind of steer yourself in that direction or just away from that Looking direction. at the sticker on my computer for Death Stranding from the, the hat that my brother bought me. And I thought how big I was on getting that game and getting a PlayStation 4 to play it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why did that change? And this all this whole thought process happened in about a second. And I thought that ha- I changed my mind on it, and I still am interested in playing it. But I, it's no longer this. Oh, I want to play it day one. I mean, it's already been out for a month, well, nearly. It came out on the eighth of, of November, and I don't really care. I know that it comes out on the PC, and so I'm happy to wait until it's on sale on the PC. Like if it's not, if that means it's not until December of next year for a Black Friday sale on Steam or something, I don't care. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in a rush at all. I'll play it at some point. If it's 20 bucks next year, cool. Then, then maybe I'll pick it up. But that change of mind only happened because I talked about it with you. And so I was thinking if somebody's listening to this and they're single and they don't have either significant other, a wife, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, or even a really good friend that they talk to about these things, what can they do? Because sometimes you can't really discover these things just by thinking about them. And this comes back to something that you'll hear me hammer home about time and time again. Talk, talk to yourself. Talk it out aloud. Exactly. What <laughs> am I really into right now? Why am I really looking so forward to this whatever that's coming out? Why? Why? You know, maybe there's a band that's coming into town and the tickets haven't gone on sale yet, but you really want to see this band. But you know that the tickets, the only ones that you're going to be available to get are going to cost $100 for, for it's a small venue or something. And you're thinking, I really don't have that hundred dollars because I've got these other things that I actually need to pay for. 
Well, have that conversation aloud with yourself and find out, do you really need to see that band? Is it that important to you? I think a key part of talking to yourself aloud is asking yourself questions, though. Because if you just talk at yourself, I've done this. I've just talked at myself, and it's not been... I've had unproductive conversations. Yeah, it doesn't work nearly as well as, why do you want to see that band? Well, I want to see you, and then you answer the question, ask the question, answer the question, ask the question. And I think the benefit of talking, or asking yourself questions, is that you keep yourself engaged. Yeah. It's you're actually paying attention to what it is you're saying, where I feel like you can just mindlessly drone on about anything, Mm -hmm. and just not have any of that stick. Right. Yeah. Because while you were talking and suggesting people talk about anything aloud Mm -hmm. i was thinking well you can also write because journaling has helped me but that's only when i've actually paid attention to what i'm writing because i yeah i can blabber on i mean if you think about how do you get information from somebody you have to ask them a question you don't i think this is why it bothers you when somebody would come into a retail setting and they just come in with spaghetti it's a pasta as opposed to hey what aisle is spaghetti on Oh, it's aisle 14 with, mm-hmm. with the other pastas. Oh, okay, thanks. So if you want information, it's a lot more likely that you'll get a good answer if you ask a question as opposed to telling somebody. If you go into the library, go, books! And they go, <laughs> yep, we have those books. Uh-huh. Horses. Horses books. Book. Horse books. Do you, are, I'm sorry, sir. Do you want horse books? Horse books! Okay, uh, as opposed to, hi, where are your horse books? Oh, horse books are going to be in the animal section. Oh, okay, thanks. Mm -hmm. It's going to work a lot better for you if you ask a question, if you want to get a response. And the same is true. The reason I'm mentioning it is because the same is true for you. Why do I drink so much Coke? Well, what is so much? Well, how much do you drink? I drink two, two liters a day. So So you're drinking four liters a day? Yes. Do you think that's too much? I don't know about too much. Well, what would too much be? Five gallons. Okay, that's definitely too much. Okay, is how close to two liters? How how close to five gallons is two liters? It's it's close enough where it's a problem. Okay, what wouldn't be a problem? Maybe a can of Coke. Do you think you could get away with a can of Coke a day? I guess I could. All right, well, let's try that. Gosh, that just sounds so gross to, to have one can of coke a day or just like one at all ever a whole one a whole can of coke i don't know i'm at a point where that just wouldn't make me feel good i've thought about getting a sorry bump um a dr pepper from work a couple of times but then like i think all i want is a sip yeah i just want a, a tiny sip i do not want that whole 20 ouncer yeah i see diet coke sometimes for some reason Huh, Diet okay. Coke in a can is something that I like. Okay. But it's an occasional thing. And I've thought about it. I think the last time I had it was when I was working in Michigan at the store party. Mm. And I couldn't finish it. Oh, so, I yeah, I don't know. It, it's It's like these ideas that I have about things. They don't match up with my reality. And I'm glad that I started paying attention to that. Maybe it's just through experience, like when you get older, when you hit a certain age, where you realize, okay, well, this isn't actually worth it. Mm -hmm. Or sticking what? I was going to say, to realize those things, you have to try things out. Yeah. I mean, this is an important part of this conversation, is that I don't regret a minute of playing Magic. I'm glad that we played that, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that we know how to play, and I'm glad that we went, and I'm glad that we had this mutual hobby, mm-hmm. and I think it helped keep us sane, and, and it sparked many conversations, and it's, I think it helped us in the long run. I think it helped me be a lot kinder to you. Yeah. I mean, we've said this before, but it provided this nice battleground yeah. for us yeah. to test out our character mm-hmm. and to see what we're like. <laughs> yeah. For sure. (laughs) And I think we've become better people. I think I've become more patient with you. Yeah. Because I used to get really frustrated, and I still do sometimes, but never near as two years ago. (laughs) Last night when we were playing Kill Team, you were pretty frustrated with me. The information was not penetrating. 
I just there were certain things my like, mind. Yeah. Do, do you mean do we need to write down a thing of the phases here because it's movement, shooting, well, fighting? The, yeah, I'm just starting to play Harlequin, so I forgot about the fight phase. But it's okay. At one Fair point, enough. and you were just like, Ugh, okay. But I had messed up on a few other things, or I was really slow because I was looking up what my characters did, and it was just kind of a shit show. And I think, I think with you're that, on edge. that app, you might be able to either email or send me it, and I think I can print it out. That might be a lot easier to look at as opposed to trying to scroll on this damn screen. Yeah. And just having paper in front of you. Yeah. So that's, well, that's kind of besides the point. But <laughs> we've been playing some Warhammer, and this isn't some advertisement for us or for you to hear and us saying, oh, you should quit magic to try Warhammer. I'm, we're not saying that at all. No. All we're saying is it's a good idea to try different things out. And I would suggest if you're feeling any of the feelings that I was feeling with magic, which was really stressed out, unpleasant, just kind of a weight and a heaviness and just an overall burden on your shoulders and just kind of a, a heavy the presence of a of weight about you when you're playing magic, maybe maybe step away from it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Just you know, reflect. Maybe maybe this isn't the game for me. Yeah, there's no harm in that. We did that with standard. Yeah. We we kind of put our cards on the shelf. We used to play every single night. Oh yeah. For hours. I don't know about hours. Well, yeah, I guess. In Michigan. Oral, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would happen. I don't know about every single night. I feel like there was a good month or two month span where we did play every single night. Yes, but I don't know if it was for hours every single night. No. It just makes it, it sound just... like we were really play testing the hell out of things in just like no. three hours, it, it, Monday through no, Friday. I would say that anywhere between like a half an hour to three hours we would play. Yeah, for sure. Daily. Um, there were more game, more nights than not in Michigan that we played a game of Magic, I would say. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um... I remember what I was saying. Playing for hours, trying things out, stepping away from it. I was talking about how I feel I felt a heavy weight, and if you're feeling that, maybe step away from it. Oh, yeah, we stepped away uh -huh. from standard. Oh, standard, right. And then we came back to it, magic in a sense, with Pioneer. Yeah, and, and EDH, kind of. And EDH. Yeah. And we went to a few nights of that mm -hmm. at Mox. Um, we played a little bit here and especially with Pioneer, things just kind of felt the same. It was still that mucky, bleh yeah. feeling of, oh yeah, this is still the same game. <laughs> I see the lines of play. Yeah. I'm going to play this. This is the best card to play right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that a pro would play a little bit different than me, or maybe a lot different than me, but I don't think it would be, oh no, you're playing on a scale of one, and I'm playing on a scale of a thousand. Mm -hmm. I don't think the difference is that extreme. It's like, oh my goodness, I don't even know what I'm doing. I haven't even been playing magic. <laughs> Compared to you, I think it might be five to ten. I, I'm a five and they're a ten. Yeah. I, I'd even go as far as I'm a three and they're a ten. But I think I still get the general gist of the game well enough to go... Gist? This is the, the general gist of the game oh. well enough to know... This isn't for me. Yeah. This isn't for me. Yeah. It had its place, and it's time to move on. Yeah. And it's interesting because the YouTube channel that we've had started as a magic yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was Vraska's sister. Mm -hmm. It was mine. And then... I kind of fell out of like with it, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it became the Paranine podcast. So even that has evolved. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not the podcast; it's just the Paranine channel. Um, and now I'm wondering. I've been making these uh, arena videos, just different decks, trying them out, and then doing playthroughs with those decks. Yeah, posting them to YouTube. I don't think that'll be a regular thing for me anymore. <laughs> I'm going to make one more of my Let's Eats and explain why it's my last one. Well, it'd be number 10, so. There you go. Yeah. Full circle. You went around the world. Why is 10? Wait, why? Is... Tarot. Tarot? I think the 10th card in tarot is the world. Oh. Is it? And what, and the 20th is the wheel? 
by the Wheel of Fortune, something like that. I don't know. I'm not sure either. Anyways, I I don't I don't have any advice for anybody. Any, no, that's not true. I do have advice for somebody playing Magic, but I don't have a. What I'm trying to say is. My decision personally to step away from magic should not be what somebody else does because I'm doing it. I, I, I don't think I don't think we have a big enough following anyways for somebody to go, well, if Dell's stepping away from it, then I definitely should too. <laughs> no. Goodness. All all I'm saying is if if there's something it doesn't have even have to be magic, but if something is stressing you out the way that magic was stressing me out, maybe just pull back from it for a time or even if there's something that you do every day and it's just kind of a habit yeah like drinking coffee no oh, right i've been doing that had every been. day i had been yeah. up until i don't know a month ago yeah that sounds about right because of, of a health issue yeah <laughs> and then you suggested mm -hmm. uh to stop drinking coffee and i was not feeling that no she she was not i was kicking keen on that streaming idea. In, inside kicking and i was and trying streaming? to Kicking and screaming? Oh, I think you said kicking and Maybe screaming. Maybe I did. I didn't mean to. Um, and after I stopped, I realized how, how like, ritualistic my mornings were mm. with the coffee and how I didn't even want the coffee every morning. It was just, like, a thing that I did. I might want the initial sip, mm -hmm. but then the whole cup I just wouldn't want. But I'd drink the whole thing and super fast. Mm. I switched to tea, and now my tea lasts, I don't know, Longer than a half hour, you're usually. Like, you're like a Del, del tea trying, drinker. Yeah, I am. I, I With everything now. Like, I poured kombucha, and I set it on the counter over there, and I used to drink it really fast, and I was just, like, sipping on it. And that was, it's just not like hey, me. Hey, a lot of the things that I do aren't just because it's what I fell into. I've put a lot of thought and conversations into a great number of the things that I've done. So like what? Like... Like, a lot of the things. I don't know. I like mean, Name something. I, how I walk, how mm. I talk, the way that I move my lips, biting the inside of my lip, just doing things, the way I twitch my head, mm -hmm. the way I touch my face, how much I touch my face, mm -hmm. the way that I um, speak and articulate things, the way that I interact with people, how much water I drink in a day. Uh, playing the harmonica, how much I interact with my phone. When do you want me to stop? Yeah, you can stop whenever you want. Okay, I'm done. Cool. My point is that my the things that I do, many of them, not all of them, are not just like, well, this has been working out for me, so I just keep on doing it. Yeah, I would say that that's true. You're definitely a thinker. My grandma used to tell me that I think a lot, and that whole... Uh, we were at her house, you and I, mm -hmm. Del. Um, I don't know. Before we left, it was just before we left, maybe a month before we went to Maine. Is this when your family was there? Yeah, and okay. my sister was teaching her kids to lie. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, it wasn't well, like here's how you lie. It wasn't like that. But... Well, no. But she was telling her son um, that Toys R Us had burned down and that's why they couldn't go there anymore. Like, well, she was telling of, us how they had done that. Oh, well, they had done yeah. that. And, and then, how, ha, 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 it was so funny. Aren't yeah. we, aren't, isn't that hilarious that we did this? And then we, they went to Disneyland or something and they had my niece lie about her age oh, right. to get in so that it would be For less a, expensive. A kid fee or something, yeah. Yeah. And so there are just... You know, those two things stood out. There may have been other things, mm -hmm. but you got really upset and whatever. There was just this kerfuffle mm -hmm. then. And I hadn't addressed that incident with my grandma until last week. And I told her, you know how you've always told me, grandma, that I think too much? Well, Del is on another level. <laughs> I don't... It's funny, because when you were saying, like, you think about all these things and you put so much thought and effort and energy into, you know, little things that you do, I was, on, I, like, I had this impulsive feeling that you were saying that I don't do that. I don't know. But I don't do it on the same level. 
But there are things that I put effort into. I know. Like, like I know there's things that you put effort into. For sure. And that I'm neurotic about. <clears throat> I think the only habit that I have currently that I'm 100% good and okay with that is kind of an extracurricular type thing. I'm not talking about drinking water each day, which I do every single day. Um, not talking about that kind of thing is, is writing. I've gotten to the habit where I guess I haven't technically, I haven't been writing the past week or so in a, in a, I'm working on the same story and progressing it exactly. But I have been, you mean you're like, not. like a new thing. Like there's not words on the page now and now I'm writing and there are words on the page, that kind of thing. Working on a new story. I don't know how to put it. I've been editing a story and I've been writing in that I've been tweaking various sentences and rephrasing various things here and there mm -hmm. Cutting things out at tweaking a, the way that something's worded What? One two three four has been a series of numbers that has just stood out to me in Throughout time and I've looked at one two three four on your computer while we've been making podcasts I don't know how many times but okay. enough for it to stand out. Okay. Yep. Uh, well, I mean it it's a sequence that It's the first three four numbers that are ever gonna show up in sequence No, but when I was a kid I used to look at the clock when it was 1234 oh, okay. a lot uh. I don't know why mm. so it just stands out to me. I see anyway I interrupted you with my facial expression. Um, it's fine. Uh, all I was saying is that I haven't been working on a new story, but I've been editing a story, and in a way, I guess that that's writing. Mm -hmm. But every day I'm either editing a story or working on a story which in is some great. form or fashion, which I feel very happy about. And why would you say that's the only habit that you have that you're okay with? Because it's true. There's no others that I can think of that I'm really good with. There's no other mm. habit that I have that's like I, like I, were, I termed it an extracurricular activity. Something that I don't have to do. Like I, I kind of have to go to work. Oh. I kind of have to like eat food. Up. I, I kind of have to. Yeah, I need to get out of bed at a reasonable hour. I mean, I could get up 10 minutes before work, mm. throw my clothes on, and get to work real quick. And just not eat a breakfast or anything like that's 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 basically how I lived for a fair number of years when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Just kind of stumble out of bed and rush my ass to work. That's not a real good way to. And I just didn't eat breakfast for many years. Mm -hmm. Get some sort of snack or something later on, or just eat like a huge. Most of the time, when I was living alone before I met you, I would I wouldn't eat breakfast. I wouldn't eat a lunch. I would just eat one huge meal at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not 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 exactly healthy. So, magic would have been one of those extracurricular activities that I was fairly big on, or or video games. And then I just said, I'm not going to play video games for an entire year, and I didn't. And now, there are more days than not that I'm playing video games. I oh, mean, there are less days, there are more days away from video games than there are playing video games. I see. I like that I've picked up drawing again. I guess reading. We basically read every single day before bed. Yeah. That's I, I like do. reading. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Um, I'm glad that I left shortly after you did this morning because I didn't want to stress out about traffic. Uh, yeah. um, and then I got to work about 20 minutes early. Uh -huh. So I drew in the car. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. I was going to draw before I left, and I thought, no, I don't want to be stressed out, yeah. and then it'd be on my mind while I'm drawing. Right, so right. I left, and it worked out. Very nice. Yeah. So I like those things. Yeah. But um, I'm glad that I'm figuring out ways to spend less time cooking. I mm -hmm. know it might not seem like it, but I feel... I feel like I don't spend as many hours in the kitchen every yeah, day. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. It seems like you've found ways to shortcut things or just consolidate things you just kind of had spread out before. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I guess what you just mentioned about drawing is a good way to kind of segue into a, a wrapping up, a way to wrap this up. Yeah, I mean, something that we have talked about is magic was a, a mutual interest. Yeah, a shared <clears throat> hobby, yeah. Yeah, which we, I think, both feel is important, being in the relationship that we are. I just want to clarify there, when when you said that, a shared interest, or nice and mutual hobby, I wasn't trying to mansplain. And if somebody hearing that was like, well, why, didn't, why wasn't the way that she said it good enough? That's not what I'm trying to do there. When I do that, and I know I do it a fair bit, it's me putting in, it into my own words so that I understand it. It's, it's a communication technique that I've read about, I've heard about, and I've used a number of times so that I it's clear that I know what my my... Uh, counterpart is saying that way and this does happen here and there where the person that's speaking and I would say you know a shared hobby or whatever it is uh, and they go well no not quite and I go yeah. oh oh well then they, they they then they they rephrase it and then I go oh well I'm glad I said that aloud because now now I understand what you're saying and it's, it's just kind Definitely. of a tweak and it it honestly it makes for more of an engaged conversation I think I used to take it personally and think that you were mansplaining or mm. delsplaining um, or that I wasn't getting it right or whatever but I think I got over myself in that regard and I'm glad that you do it because one it helps me know that you are paying attention and also it keeps us on the same page yeah exactly it's, it's just kind of a, a check-in as yeah. I'm not just sitting there mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm, yeah mm -hmm, there's that mm -hmm. and another benefit is like going through life and trying to figure out how to do stuff and be a person mm -hmm. you can hear advice from other people you can read a million stories about the same thing but it won't be until enough of those pieces come together or something clicks mm -hmm. or somebody says something in the right way that yep. you understand it on a new level or, or i imagine this this has happened occasionally i, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody were to listen to listen to enough of these podcasts, there might have been times where I've used a word or you've used a word, and then the other person, whoever didn't use the word initially, said, oh, like such and such, or just responded in such a way that the person hearing that exchange goes, oh, that's what that word means? Oh, okay. Yeah. Or that's what that phrase means, that, that turn of phrase, or that's, that's what that... That's what they mean. Oh, that's what I they get think. that now. They yeah. just hear a thing in a new way. Oh, Geez, I'd never heard somebody say that before. And now, oh, gee, oh that makes total sense. Yeah, but anyways. And you just used a real example to mansplain what I just said. I did? <laughs> I know, but you're good with specific, tangible examples. And I speak in broad, intangible ways. Mm. So you were talking about magic being this oh. shared hobby mm -hmm. and how we, it was this, this, this thing that we had that we shared together yeah and now we're not doing that anymore yeah so uh i feel like we it would benefit us greatly if we had another mutual interest or common goal mm -hmm. to work toward because we are individuals we've talked about this before yep but we're planning to be together for Death the foreseeable dead. future. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, being that we are individuals, we're going to hopefully grow and change in positive ways for the rest of our time. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and how can we build something together if we're continuing to change? Or how can we remain close or on the same page? Well... One way to do that is to have a common goal. Yeah. Or a shared interest. It gives you this both. this place to kind of regroup and come back to. Yeah. So, yeah, we've started playing Kill Team. Will that be our new magic? I don't know. It's interesting. The I've got world some of more... Warhammer has so much more to offer than magic did. That's what it feels like. In terms of, I mean, the games, there's multiple games to be played. And with magic, there's multiple formats, so I guess you could have that parallel. But when it comes to the story and the lore, yeah, it doesn't even fucking compare. It's not, it's, it's apples to 
bad eyeballs. I mean, it's so it's it's Mustang cars to sea anemones. It's it's so different. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just mean the scale of it. It's mm -hmm. been something that that Games Workshop has been working on for thirty plus years now. Mm -hmm. How old Ma is Magic? Twenty five. Oof. But no, no, no. Games Workshop's got five years on them. They don't have the 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 books and the books and the and the video games and all of it is a cohesive story that's been worked on that that covers forty thousand years of and it's plus. consistent and it's consistent and they yeah. have canon yeah like they know what that means right no they they, they don't know what it. that word means in in, in magic it's yeah. like oh I'm talking about Games Workshop yeah exactly. Uh, so one of my personal big goals right now is to become a is to become a published writer, but in 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 conjunction with that is to learn enough about the magic not gee whiz the the Warhammer lore and I don't know what enough is I really don't to get to a place where I feel confident in my abilities to write Warhammer fiction mm -hmm. and then at some point start writing for for Games Workshop. Yeah, and creativity has always been a part of me. I fought it in many ways, um, but I've discovered that drawing is something that pulls at me the most. So I'm working on that regularly, minimal effort, 15 minutes a day currently. Mm -hmm. But I tend to draw a little bit beyond that, which I'm happy with. And I find myself thinking I would really like to sit down for a day and draw for longer. I, I'm going to give you a, a, a piece of advice here that you might not be thrilled to hear. Heard? Be thrilled to hear. Okay. You've dressed it up so nicely. Yeah. Please share. Yeah. So something that I think might help you, because I think this definitely helps anybody with an artistic endeavor, is getting honest feedback. Mm -hmm. And... If you want to show me something... I hide my drawings from you. I know you do. <laughs> and I've, I've never gone and sought them out. I've respected that. Well, I feel like... Yeah, go on. You'd get honest feedback from me. I know. I haven't told you about this goal of mine. Okay. But I have a stack of papers from the drawings that I've done on my daily basis. I think there's been maybe one day where I haven't drawn. Okay. Or, no, there's... One day I haven't drawn, another day I just tore the drawing up because it's not something that I wanted dis anybody to see. Okay. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> this doesn't get shared with the world. <laughs> but I was thinking to, or my, my goal is to scan those with your scanner mm -hmm. and put them in a blog so that there will be this progress shown. Yeah, that's a good idea. And they have dates, and people can see the progress as time goes on. Mm -hmm. And share that with the drawing Reddit board, and continue to get better. Maybe but I, I, I feel like I will never really be ready to share. That's the I thing. I'll just be nervous. Like, I feel the same way with writing. I know. Like, I know that there, it's just this, it's an ever-receding horizon. Yeah. But at some point, you you go, okay... I've got to switch from being in this tunnel, the safety little area, mm -hmm. and just kind of step out into it and just keep on learning. Yeah. And that's a huge part of it. Something that I think would be a pretty cool prog uh, uh, project. I was gonna say progress, pro progress, project. Would be we we tried we kind of dabbled with this before mm. of your art growing with the story and kind of working that into the story. And kind of what we were doing was this character and... Lail. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And her growing up. And so your drawing not being at a place where you're really proud of it. I don't know that any artistic person is ever really proud of things. I mean, there are certain things that I write, and I imagine this has already happened to you, where there are certain things that you draw, and you're like, ah, that's actually pretty cool. Cause I used to there. have this folder from when I was in high school and shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. It was full of pieces that I did that I actually liked. 
I mean, have you and, done anything since you got, have, have you kind of jumped back into it? And uh, Is there anything, any segment, any piece? Yes, yes, there are pieces. Okay, so that's thought, good. Hmm, okay. Right. So, or the other day I, I drew Rose Namajunas, and it was much better than the Rose Namajunas I had drawn six months ago. There you I'm go. I'm just happy. Right. And you being able to see that, like mm -hmm. that is an honest, it, it's a feedback mm -hmm. thing that you're going to get. And, and I can see that with my writing. I can go back to my, look at my short stories and be like, well, this is nowhere near as good as it is now. Mm -hmm. um, but that part of that is because of the feedback that, that you've given me for sure. And feedback from other people. You are probably one of my, probably the most honest and best critic that I, that I've had. Hmm. I can't think of anybody else. The only other person is my coworker slash editor that has helped out hmm. but that's a he hasn't seen nearly as much as you have and he doesn't he was kind of doing more of the grammatical side as opposed yeah. to like the story composition yeah. side of things um like he said he said i was so in the trees i couldn't really see the forest yeah it wasn't really what i was paying attention to which is what i that that's fine there are different types of editors but i, I think some sort of journey maybe a character that's just walking along and as they're going like I, I saw it in my head an animation of like a really kind of stick figurey figure then walking along <laughs> and over time becoming more photorealistic and then just kind of becoming mm. more of a person it wouldn't be exactly that but it'd be that that was the the very simplified idea hmm. something like that that just gave me an idea for a project where I could have just like a comic strip almost uh. and it would be a character walking through time mm -hmm. and I would start with their gesture like general shape which mm -hmm. is kind of like a stick figure and then work on I don't know muscular whatever yeah like the anatomy more yeah I don't know. so an idea that we I mean we we mentioned something years ago it was a short time after we got together about we might not ever have children. It's not that we don't want to. It just might not be feasible for us. And if that's true, then we're going to have to be okay with idea babies, mm -hmm. is what we termed it. And something that we mentioned in the podcast that got scrapped, but last night I was looking at some of the Warhammer stuff that we have around here, and I was talking about writing and working on a project and how I want to be, at some point, a, a published black library author. And then I was thinking, well, if Vera got to a point where she was good and happy with her drawings we could very realistically mm -hmm. do a, a combined project some sort of graphic novel together or, or some sort of ongoing novel uh, comic together yeah but doing a graphic novel oh, is kind of a dream like that's why i've started reading more comics i told you this yeah, yeah um but i think it was swamp thing that was the first comic i guess that would be a comic yeah series um, I still get confused between comics and graphic novels, but I think it's becoming more clear as I read more. Okay. <laughs> um, but Swamp Thing by Alan Moore, the Those art... comics. Yeah. Individual issues I can see mm -hmm. broken up. <clears throat> um, but the way, like the style of the art, it really breaks through the panels. <laughs> There's a lot going on. It's really kind of psychedelic. Yeah. And the more that I've read... I've seen that more and more, mm -hmm. like Black Science or Low. Mm -hmm. Low is really beautiful and did that a lot. For sure. Um, but also Pretty Deadly. I just read that, uh -huh. and that was done really well as well. Yeah. So it's just one panel can kind of bleed into others, and mm -hmm. it, it just does well. So keep at it, keep reading, keep drawing. The thing that I would want to try and do if I were to ever write a graphic novel specifically for the Black Library is to make the games that people play in their homes, at their shops, more real and tied into the universe more. Like, mm. generally what I mean by this is that each of these skirmishes, all of these battles, the world, the universe is so big that the battle that you're having is part of that universe mm. as much as these stories are a part of that universe. Mm. Um, Assuming you don't make up some crazy-ass house rules like, and I make the orcs actually good guys, and they serve the emperor, and they all they want to do is guard from now on. <laughs> and that's canon. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're playing by the rules, the way that and you're playing them as they're supposed to be played, and have that just feel more impactful. Mm. 
I don't know exactly how to do that, but that's the kind of thing that I would I would I'd want I'd be interested in trying to do. That sounds fun. <clears throat> like a good idea. Okay. I, I don't know what else to add. Here. Yeah, nor do I. So uh, reevaluate your goals, reconsider what it is that you're you're doing with your life and question everything. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> Bye. Bye.